All right, so let's learn. So first of all, first of all, the, the breakfast this morning is, uh, the learning is dedicated, sponsored anonymously, Lili Nishmas, Klonimus Kalman Ben Chaim, or Chaim Ben Klonimus Kalman, okay? And with that, Shev Ebrach and Atzlach should come to his mishpacha, the sponsor's mishpacha, the whole kilo, all Klai Yisrael. Okay, so we're uh, continuing on in Sefer Yeshua. So everything's Bashkacha Prata. So it happens to be the sugi that we're up to in Sefer Yeshua, is uh, it's related to the Dafyami. It's the sugis that Dafyami was recently doing, and it's also very Lagbaimerdik. So we'll learn Sefer Yeshua, but we'll see it's also uh, preparing for Lagbaimer. So the last thing we were up to in Sefer Yeshua was the Misa of the stones that the Jewish people, again, there were stones from the Yardin and so on, that uh, it says in Parshish Kisavai that Moshe Rabbeinu told Kla Yisrael a mitzvah in the name of Hashem that when you get there, it's Yisrael, you go to a place of Har Grizim and Har Evil, those two mountaintops. And part of the avoid that you have to do over there is take 12 stones, right, and turn those stones into a mizbeach and write the Sefer Torah in those stones. And so that's what we've been spending the past couple of weeks about talking about those stones and the avoid of those 12 stones becoming a mizbeach, becoming a Sefer Torah, the chul. But then the next part is that the Rabbani Shalom, then Moshe Beno then gives over the message of what you're supposed to do with these mountains, on these mountaintops of Har Grizim and Har Evil. So it's a whole nice in, in, in Parshish Kisavah and and it actually happens in Sefer Yeshua, where brachas and clothes, blessings and curses are accepted on Har Grizman and Har Evil. To certain, again, we're not going to speak about this this week. Maybe next week we'll talk about exactly what's the halachic significance of this maimed of Har Grizman and Har Evil. But practically speaking, what happened was, and this is all based on Pesukim and Parshas Kisavai, the Jewish people are divided in half. Six tribes go to one mountain, go on top of one mountain, say Har Grizim, and six tribes go on to the other mountain, Har Evil. In between the two mountains, this is the Mishnah in sight of the Mishnah, I think on the base or so, the, the Mishnah talks about this. So the Kalah Yisrael divided into two. And then in between the mountains, on the, on the, on the ground, you had the Aaron, right, with Kahanim and Levim surrounding. <coughs> and the, and the Levim, the Kahanim, on the ground, begin to call out 11 blessings and corresponding to that 11 curses. Now what's interesting is, is that in Parshas Kisavai, what's spelled out are the 11 curses. It's not spelled out exactly what the eleven blessings are, but Chazal have this as a tradition that each blessing has its each curse has its corresponding blessing, which is basically it's it's reverse. So cursed is a person that uh, you know that uh, has a vayizar in his home. Blessed is a person that doesn't have a vayizar in his home. You know, so they they parallel each other, and the curses. All of Klai Yisrael, whenever they, they, this was addressed to all of Klai Yisrael, that we're all accepting upon ourselves, but the curses were, you know, the, the Levim and so on would turn to Har Evil, and, you know, and, and Har Grizim and so on for the blessings and the curses. <coughs> so they would turn to, uh, to Har Grizim, they would say the curses, turn to Har Evil for the blessings, and this is how the, uh, the Maimed took place. Again, we'll speak more about next week and coming weeks, what's the significance of this Maimed, the blessings, the curses, and so on, but but for this, for this week, as a hachana for Lag Weimer, so we'll speak about one particular aspect of that, of that maimed. And it's based on the first marmachim that you have. So this is a Rashi in Parshas Kisavai. So Rashi, it's interesting because Rashi, as we know, from the, his introduction to Chumash, he writes this, that he's focused on simply giving us what we need to know to understand Pshat. That, that's all he's focused on. He's not trying to give us any drushes and anything like that. Just shoot the Shulmikr. That's what Rashi's focused on. But every once in a while, which itself needs an explanation, but every once in a while, Rashi brings in Midrashim. Clearly, those Midrashim are necessary to understand the Pshat. So, in Parshish Kisavai, Rashi quotes the following 
the following uh, Agarita, I guess you can call it. Mr. Maisha Darshan, he was not, you know, one of the one of the Gainim. So the, the, Rashi sometimes quotes things that he saw from Mr. Maisha Darshan, different uh, ways of explaining Chumash and Agarita and so on. So Rashi says, I saw from Maisha Darshan the following idea that Yud Al Firurim, that it, the, 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 there were 11 curses. And corresponding to that, 11 blessings. So 11, okay. So why 11? So he says, Yud Alpha Rurim Yesh Khan, Kineged Yud Al So the 11 curses and corresponding blessings correspond to 11 out of the 12 Shvatim. This is the one Shevet that's being left out, that the curses and blessings are not being openly communicated regarding that Shevet. In other words, in other words, what, what Rashi is quoting over here, is that these are not just random curses or blessings that all of Kalah Yisrael are accepting. Somehow, even though all of Kalah Yisrael is accepting this, but each tribe in particular is related to one of those curses and one of those blessings. We'll see soon what that means. But that's 11 out of 12. What's the shevet that was left out? Corresponding to the tribe of Shimon, there is no cursing that was mentioned. Why not? So said Ramesha Darshan, Rashi's quoting, Because... Moshe Rabbeinu knew that when, his, when he's going to pass away, he's going to give up brachas to Klal Yisrael, and he knew he wasn't going to give a bracha to Shevet Shimon. So since, when he gives the brachas to the other Shvatim, so since Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm not going to give Shimon a bracha, so he didn't want to give him a curse either, so just Shimon is left out. So, so because he's not going to bless Shimon at the end, so he's not going to curse, he's not going to give a klal corresponding to Shevet Shimon right now either. That's the, that's Ramesh Adarsh. Okay, so this is a pella. You know, so why did he want to bless Shimon? <laughs> so, so, you know, so, the, so for some reason, in this Indian, Shimon is being left out. So you have to understand what's the panemius of this. Now we'll see, by the way, all at the very, very end, I just can't, I just can't hold back. You know, the, uh, the, uh, we'll see at the very, very end that Rav, Shim, that, that Rav Tzadik HaKoyin has a couple, he, he quotes this, that, that uh, Rav Shimon Bar-Yichai was from Shevet Shimon. So the name, his name is Shimon. So anything we're going to learn about why, why is Shevet Shimon left out, not being cursed, not being blessed, it's going to be uh, very relevant to understand Rav Shimon and to connect the log by him. But let's go a little bit, little bit more into this. Now, regarding this Indian of Shevet Shimon not being blessed, because that's where it comes from, right? Shimon is not, Moshe is not planning, he's planning on not blessing Shimon. And hey, well, because of that, he's not going to curse either. So, okay, so that's why if you go into Zaysa Bracha, Reuven is there, you know, Yehuda, Levi, and so all the Shvatim, Shimon is not mentioned. So Rashi in Zaysa Bracha does say something, though. Rashi, again, it's the Maramukha number two, Rashi in Parshas Uzay Sabracha. So the blessing of Yehuda begins as follows Shema Hashem Kal Yehuda. That Hashem heard the voice of Yehuda. Says Rashi, Kan Ramaz Bracha Lashimon, Mitaich Berchaisim Shal Yehuda. So even though Shimon is not given a specific bracha on his own, but says Rashi, Yehuda's bracha begins with the word Shema, Shema Hashem Kal Yehuda. So this is a hint that even Shim, that Shimon also has brachas, it's just included and, uh, and uh, hidden and disguised within the brachas of Yehuda. And says Rashi, this is not only true for the brachas of Shimon by Uzayza Bracha, so too it is even in the portion of Eretz Yisrael when they divided it up. The way the map is, the, sh- the Shevet Shimon's portion is really within Shevet Yehuda's portion. And so you have this Indian of, of, of Shimon doesn't stick out on his own. Shimon is mysterious, Shimon is hidden. The brachas are, are not obvious. Certainly there's no curses that are obvious. Yitzchidok and Eretz Yisrael is not obvious. But says Rashi, it's contained within Shevet Yehuda. His nachla, his portion of Eretz Yisrael is in Yehuda. His brachas are sort of 
contained within Yehuda. Okay. Now, okay, so again, all this we have to understand. Why is Shimon so, uh, so secretive? Right, why is he excluded from these things? And, and, and the fact that, he, that, that whatever hint we do have to the brachas of Shimon and so on is within Yehuda is, I guess we can say, very ironic. Because when we think of Yehuda, what does Yehuda represent in terms of Klal Yisrael? They're the Malchus, right? They're the Malchus. Malchus comes from Yehuda. Of all the Shvatim that are the opposite of Malchus, it's Shevet Shimon. What do I mean? So take a look at Maramokin number three. This is from Rav Tzadik in, uh, in Takana Sashav in page 55. Unless you have to be a, a genius to even pick up on this. But it says Rav Tzadik, Lohimid Shevet Shimon, Melech Veloy Shevet. He says, if you go through Navi, in Shaiftan, for example, or, or further, so we know the Malchus is by Yehuda. And there was a king from Sheva ben Yomin, that Sholem, Melch, and so on. But if you go through the Shaiftan, so before the kings, every once in a while there would be a Shaifet, a leader that would arise to take care of Kla Yisrael. Every single Shaivit had a Shaifet in the, in the history of Shaiftan, except for Shevet Shimon. Shevet Shimon, there's no Shaifet from Shimon, there's no Melech from Shimon. Shimon is a, is a shevet that does not express leadership in that way. There's no shevet, there's no melech. That's where Tzadik points out in Takana Sashav. It's part of a longer tire over there. Belchart is a very, uh, it's a very uh, ironic thing. That of all the shvatim, the one shevet that does not express malchus is shevet Shimon, and his brachas and his nachla is included in shevet Yehuda, which is all about malchus. That's a very funny thing. Say it again? Of course. But, uh, but it's going to take time to get there. It's going to take time to get there. Okay, so let's see. <coughs> okay, so let's go back. This Indian that Rashi quoted from Ramosha Darshan, that the 11, 11 curses correspond <coughs> to the 11, to 11 Shvatim, right? And that's why Shimon is left out. So like, what does that mean? It means, uh, you know, all of Kalei accepted these curses and blessings. So what exactly does this mean? So, Aramagnu, we're going to learn some Ratzadik today. Okay, so it says Ratzadik like this. And this is in Sikha Satzadik, Peace Mem Again, he's not talking about this particular uh, sogya, but it's a way to enter. It says Ratzadik like this. Kol Echad Yeda. Everyone should know. He's talking about the individual, but it's true for Shvatim as well. Kol Echad Yeda. Everyone should know. Whatever area a person has a struggle that struggles with the most in terms of the Yitzhahara, whatever area of life the Yitzhahara is the strongest in that person, you should know who You should know that that area, Davka, you're prepared and capable of becoming unbelievably great in that Indian. For that area of life to be pure and holy by you. So that's, like, that's the area that the Yitzhahara is targeting because that's your Indian. And that's the Indian that you're predisposed and predestined to be great in. Therefore, areas that there's a, a lot of, that a person unfortunately fell into a lot of Averis in that particular area. Yeda, you should know. That you are predestined. And that's a simon, it's an indicator. That that area specifically, you are, you are, you are, you are custom made. To be pure and holy in that Indian. And so, through tshuva and so on, you could, that's the area that, you, that eventually you will excel in. Therefore, because of this, says the Medrash in Vayikra, the Medrash says that any body part that a person did not vera with, that's the limb that you should do mitzvahs with. The ain't a raktikum laverakademis mida kenegemida. Says Rav Tzadik, it's not the pshat only that it's a tikum, like that limb is damaged, so you have to fix that limb, so you do mitzvahs with that limb. It's not just a, a, a fixing of the, of, the, of, the, of the limb. The fact that a person made an in that limb, that's, in, that's an indicator that that's your Indian, that that's your limb. 
So of course you have to do mitzvahs at that limb. That's just an indicator of that. So you have to fix the mistake, but it's also a simon of, of, of that person's potential greatness. <coughs> Based on this, as we're going to see in a moment, these 11 curses that correspond to the 11 shvatim, it's not a random thing. Each one of those curses correspond and is an expression of the particular weakness of each one of those tribes. But as we saw from our tzaddik, once you can identify the weakness, then now you know what the strength is, which is just the opposite of that weakness. So 11 out of the, tra- out of the 12, we have, an ident- we have an identification of their weakness and memela, their strength, their curse and their blessing. But again, as I said, we're not, again, so it would be an avayda, we could, we could go through each one of the shvatim to figure that out. But right now, again, the avayda with Shevet Shimon, their curse is not identified. So, so what do we do with that? So, Maramaka number five. So, in Takanas HaShav, in page 51. So, Ratzadik says like this. Now he's talking about this Indian of Shevet Shimon's curse not being mentioned. But again, it's based on what we just saw from Tzikas HaTzadik, that these curses are identifying the weakness and the male of the strength of each, of each Shevet. The whole Shevet, he says, Yesh Every Shevet has its deficiency, has its weakness. It has its weakness. And that's where these 11 curses are coming from. They're identifying the weakness of each shevet. But again, you have the weakness. Now you know what the strength is. Based on the 11 shevet. And says Ratzadik, Tzadik, and I heard this. And whenever he says, he heard it means from the Yishvitzer, I heard. That these 11, 11 curses correspond to the inherent weakness and the male, the strength of each shevet. The neged shimon of chasarin, but again, shimon the, the curse is not recorded. Again, as we saw from Rashi, because Moshe wasn't going to bless shimon, and so Meili is not going to curse shimon. Now, now we have a little bit a better identification, or, or at least a clarification of what that means. It means that the inherent strength of shevet shimon is not something that can be written. It's not something that can be written, and because it's not something that can be written, their chasarin is also something that can't be written. What does that mean? The near says the fact that the brachas of Shimon and Memeil, the curses of Shimon, cannot be written, it means like this. It means the greatness of Shevet Shimon cannot be recorded in word. It cannot be, it cannot be put into words. And Memeil, the chesarin of Shimon, also cannot be put into words. Why? So says Ratzalik, because here, this is the chesarin of Shevet Shimon. What's the chesarn of Shevet Shimon that Moshe Rabbeinu does not want to put in writing? The chesarn of Shevet Shimon is the ma'isa that happened with in Shittim. Shittim is right before Klal Yisrael, you know, right after Bilam, the ma'isa of Bilam. Bilam curses, he tries to curse, he ends up blessing and so on. And so all of a sudden Klal Yisrael have this taiva and then they, they start intermarrying with uh, the women of Midian, right, the women of Moiv and so on. <coughs> that the Nasi of the tribe of Shimon, Zimri ben Salu, has a relationship with Kozbi Bas Tzur, a, a princess of Midian, Barabim in front of Moshe Rabbeinu and the, and the Sanhedrin and so on, until Pinchas comes and kills Kozbi and Zimri, and there's a Magefa, 24,000 people are killed, and that's where uh, and, and Pinchas kills Kozbi and Zimri, the Magefa ends. That's the mice at the end of uh, Parshish Bolak, and it turns and it begins into Parshish Pinchas. Says Rav Tzaddik, that's the Chasarin of Shevet Shimon. The chesaron of Shevet Shimon is intermarriage. Intermarriage of mixing between the Jewish world and the non-Jewish world. Having that dveikas with 
with a goyim, such a thing. That's the chasaron of Shevet Shemit. It says like this, Kibemes chasaron kezeh, such a chasaron, hanims of maise shitim, which expresses itself in that story of shitim, it's impossible to understand and to believe that's possible by the Jewish people. This is why it can't be written, because you can't, you can't believe it. You just can't believe it. So once, once it's written down, it's like, okay, it is. It's impossible. Why? He says like this. So what we think of like the, you know, the worst things in the Avodah Zarah, right? So it says to Tzadik, Avodah you could believe that a Yid can fall into Avodah Zarah. Why? Because it's not a real connection. It's not a real bond between the Jew and the idolatry. It's just his guy's imagination. He has an imagination. He's making a mistake in his mind that this is a God. Avol be'emes, but what is the truth? It's a stone, it's a rock, it's a, it's a tree, it's, it's b'chal adimin. So nothing objectively, there was no objective connection between this guy and Avodah It's in his own head. Okay, so it's a dimin, so the whole thing, so it's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but you understand, it's not something that, uh, you know, it's not real. It's not real. Avol ba'asal neicher, but if a Jew, God forbid, lives with a non-Jew, and they become one flesh, and they're able to produce a child that has this guy's blonde hair and, uh, and her disposition. I, you know, this, this baby is a unification of both parents, right? Every, every kid is... is the Basic says, He should connect to his wife. He should become one flesh to the child. So, we'll see. So, in the Gilead Rice, it's such a thing. You can have uh, Yidin connecting to each other. But by a Yid and a guy, that we, we understand they're different species, and such a thing to have, to have a connection between the two of them, that's a pellet. So, he says like this Such a thing of having a, a Yichud with a non Jew, and even being able to produce a child, that's, a, that's an objective Yichud. That, that's, that's a real connection. That's not something you can just you know, say, okay, it's an imagine. That's, that's something just, you know, there, there's a baby that's produced, that's running around. I mean, that's some, there's, a, there's a connection there. The Yisrael Hatveik and the Lakim Chayim and the Klai Yisrael that are truly Dovik to their Banish Lailam, Ech Evshin Lidovish How can they become unified with, with a force that's the opposite of a Lakim Chayim? Abbas El Nechar. And so th- this, is, this, is, this is a chasar in that it's impossible to truly comprehend how such a thing is possible. The haksav, so to write down in Chumash such a chasar and to say one, a twelfth curse, cursed is someone who lives with a non-Jew, so he says that would, writing that, that would be, that would be telling the world that yeah, taka. There's such a chasar, and such a thing is possible, and, uh, and it is what it is. It's written down, it's black and white. So he says, And to say that this is a chasar, and that this is a problem that is, that, that, like, is exactly what it seems, what it looks like on the outside, it's impossible. Such a thing is impossible. So, so it must be that whenever an experience like that happens, it, 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 you, you can't just define it based on the externalities of what would be, how you would describe it in writing. There's got to be something deeper to what's going on. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, so again, so what's Ritzalik telling us? There's a, lot, there's a lot going on, we'll see what we can do, but there, the, again, the, the inherent chasarin that theoretically would be by Shimon is what? Is this inyan of <coughs> of um, of 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 dveikus with basel necher with the non Jewish world, which lechayra is a simon and an indicator that 
that chas v'shom, that yid, is completely not dovik in Elokim Chaim. Because if a person, if a yid is dovik in Elokim Chaim, then it's bin b'shein amina. It's part of a different species. The fact that there's such a thing that a dvekas can happen between a yid and this, non, and this non-Jew, indicating that it's bin b'minoi, it means that the yid is betzim not dovik to the Rabbani That's the chasarn of Shevet Shimon. That's the chasarn of Shevet Shimon. And he says like this, and this idea of Shevet Shimon embodying such a level of... Now, now again, and says Rav Tzadik, such a thing is impossible. Such a thing is impossible. So you can't write it down. It can't be written. So it, can't be, it can't be codified and solidified in writing that such a thing is possible. I, it happened. The kid's running around, you know. Okay. There's something going on. There's something... Lamaris Ayin, something that your eyes and, and biology and like DNA and it's all there. There's something else going on. You have to, it's, it's more mysterious than that. There's something going on. <clears throat> and says Ritzadik, this Indian of Shevet Shimon representing a, a situation where the truth is so concealed, that you can't even describe what you're seeing because the truth is so concealed. This Indian is connected to Shevet Shimon. He says like this, because the root of the Kedusha of Shevet Shimon is is extremely hidden in this world. Extremely hidden. This is amazing thing. You guys know this already. I've mentioned this many, many times that between Rachel and Leah, so Rachel always means revealed Kedusha, Right? Amadis Galia, the revealed world, revealed Kedusha. And Leia always means Amadis Kasia, hidden world, the hidden Kedusha. Now, says it's like this. It means Leia is always going to be hidden. But says it's like this. Leia had six sons and one daughter, Dina. That corresponds to the seven Midas from Chesed through Malchus. Which means that Ruvin is going to be Chesed and Shimon is going to be Gvura. Gvura always means restraint, something that's hidden, keeping something in. That's what Gvura means. So, the whole of Leah b'chalal is hidden. And the Gevura of Leah means hidden Sheba hidden. What Shevet is Gevura of, of Leah? That's Shemit. So the whole Indian of Shemit is Helem, Sheba Helem, concealment within concealment, that the real truth is so hidden, not just that you don't see it, but it's a disguise of the opposite of the truth. So in other words, what Rav Tzadik is telling us is as follows, that the Pnimis of Shevet Shemit is what? Is absolute is absolute yichud with bari olam, absolute oneness and absolute integration and dvekas with alakim chayim, but because that Indian of dvekas by by Shimon is so deep and so profound, again, when whatever deficiency you find, that's an indicator of that of the of that shevet to that person's potential greatness. If the chesaron of shevet Shimon is such a profound chesaron of the opposite of dvekas with Hashem that it's even possible that your eyes tell you that, that there was such a lack of dvekas between this Jew and his creator that he's able to become dovik to another species. That, that he, he's bachlal different and he's no longer a Yiddish species. He's now uh, like a guy. Means the chasar of Shevet Shimon is what? A lack of yichud with Bar Yailam to the point of where there's kiviachal a yichud with other things. So that means the, the, that means the blessing of Shevet Shimon is what? is such a profound yich with Bari Olam that, that also can't be described in Ksav. I mean, so, so, so in other words, the, 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 so what's the Inim Shevet Shimon? The Inim Shevet Shimon is yichud kutshabrich shchente, a yichud between the Rabbani Shalom and Knesset Yisrael. But not stam uh, a yichud that any other Shevet can identify with. 
The Yichud Shevet Shimon is such a deep hiskashus of Bari Olam that the blessing can't be described. And the Mela, whenever you're dealing with a curse, which is always the opposite of the blessing, it's, it, it, w- w- the, the curse of Shevet Shimon, the Chesar of Shevet Shimon, is such a breakdown between the Yichud of Hashem and the Jewish people that, that, that even that you can't even describe either. So the Inyam Shevet Shimon is Yichud, Yichud, but not just now, Yichud in the deepest of senses. That's the blessing of Shevet Shimon, and Mamelo, that's the curse of Shevet Shimon, a, a reality that seems to be the exact opposite of that Yichud. All but, but the Shevet Shimons were... Uh, Maise Shittim? The, the Roiv of Maise Shittim was Shevet Shimon, and Befrat the Nasi of Shevet Shimon. Befrat the Nasi. So, let's, so, th- th- so this is what we're going to find, is that, is that now we have to identify for ourselves what... It, listen, every single Shevet and every single Yid, Maise Shevet said, Atam Atzveikim Hashem Elokeichem Chaim Kul Chamayon. The essence of a Yid is Bidavik Tashem. But what we're seeing from Rav over here is that there's really two madregas of that connection with the Rabbani Shalom. There's the average connection of Ruvain, Levi, Yehuda, Vachulu, which is beautiful and skavaldic, but that's not the deepest, most intense yichud. The deepest, most intense oneness is Davka by Shevet Shimon. And again, and that's why the curse of Shevet Shimon, which is the opposite of the, of the greatness of Shevet Shimon, is such a breakdown of that yichud, that a yid and a goy are becoming one. So, so we have to identify for ourselves what does it mean a yichud between a Jew and Hashem as far as other Shvatim are concerned and what's the mo- more intense yichud by Shevet Shimon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Yud Alpha, Katyrus and so on, yeah. <coughs> okay, so that, that'll be more next week. We'll talk about that. Why? Because it's Yud Alpha. When you take Shimon out, we take, it's 11 out of 12. Okay, so let's identify this. Huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also brachas. It's ironic that the pasuk only talks about the klawas. We have to figure out the brachas again. That's we'll speak about that more next week. But in terms of this nakuda, why should no? Because they're a part of. That's the point. The 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 the, the, the brachas and the klawas of Shevet Shimon are not able to be written mixav, but they exist. They're there. The truth. There is there is the brachas of Shimon, and as Rashi said, they're included in Shevet Yuda. We'll have to we'll have to work this through, but step by step. So first of all, what is the average, I would say average, like, you know, non-shevet shimen dekeyichud between a Jew and the Rabbani Shleilam? So that's a beautiful thing. It means there's a God, and the Rabbani Shleilam is your creator, and he's the bayre, and he takes care of you, watches you, and there's you, you're a yid, and you're dovik tashem, you think about each other, right? You do mitzvahs, you, you, you know, you're constantly serving the Rabbani Shleilam, the Rabbani Shleilam is taking care of you. It's a beautiful relationship, a beautiful bond between two entities, between two beings. The Rabbanu Shleilam and Knesset Yisrael, the Shem Yichuk HaShavich HaShchinta is Gevaldik. But Kodim Shevet Shimon, and Shevet Shimon is Megala, a much deeper level of oneness. And in the Kabbalah Svarim, the language, the language that we can use to describe this higher level of Yichud that's revealed through Shevet Shimon is what's called a Yichud Minei bay, A Yichud from within itself. A Yichud from within itself. In other words, the usual level of yichud, when we think about connection to the Rabbani Shalom, it's the Rabbani Shalom is there, I am here, and we face each other, face to face, we connect to each other, I daven to Hashem, I call to Hashem, Hashem watches it, it's Kavali. Shevet Shimon says, but here, but the thing is, but what happens when a Jew, God forbid, from that perspective, that context, what happens if a Jew turns away from Hashem? Or what happens if Hashem turns away from the Jew? Then you're left by yourself. 
So you don't want that. You want to be connected to Hashem. So you want to remain, remain face-to-face, which are conditions. You have to have mitzvahs. It has to be the right opportunity, the right time. Then there's such a thing as, uh, as a yichud of fun of fun, face-to-face between you and God. But if you turn away, then there is no yichud. Kom Shevet Shimon, and Shevet Shimon reveals that even when you turn away, and you turn away from Hashem, and all you do is face yourself, and your mamash alone, guess what you find when you turn into yourself? You also find God. That's called a yichud minei ube, a oneness, a unity between you and God from within yourself. Minei ube. That there's no two different beings bonding with each other. Wherever you, even in a situation of loneliness and isolation, within yourself is also, is also elokos. And the, commun- the, the yichud between the Jew and God is not, is not something that has to be found outside of the self. The rabbanishim that you're turning to is you from within you. Now let's see how this expresses itself. So take a look at Maramaka number six. This is also from Takana Sashavim, page 51. Mm-hmm. Ratzadik makes an observation. It's, it's, it's related a little bit to what I spoke about. It was the last week with the, by the Kamarna, the, the, the art site by the Kamarna. So it's uh, for those that, that, that heard it or, or, or understood what I was talking about. So this will this little, resonate a little bit more, I think. Ratzadik says like this. We, let's say the first two sons of Leah, Reuven and Shimon. So, Hashem, so what, what, why, they, why, they, why they named that? So it says in Pasuk, uh, Leah names, names her son Ruvain. Because Hashem saw my pain and my affliction, my poverty. Hashem saw the tsars that I was going through. And Hashem gave me a son. That's Ruvain. And then comes the second son, Shimon. Why is it called Shimon? Hashem heard that I was hated. And Hashem gave me a son. So Ruvain means seeing and Shimon means hearing. Hashem saw Leah's pain, her poverty, her impoverishedness, and Hashem heard that she was saying that she's hated. So what's the difference? He says like this. Ratzalik makes a brilliant observation. I'll tell you outside. When it comes to seeing, vision is something that is mitzad, the, the looker, the one that's seeing. In other words, there's an objective thing on the table. There's a paper on the beam. And so I am looking at the paper. The reality is an objective truth, it's an objective zach, and it's coming from my perspective, from the perspective of the seer. What's amazing is when it comes to hearing, it's not like that. Hearing, there is no objective thing that I am looking at that we could all sort of like agree upon. Hearing means that I, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying, and, and what I hear is completely dependent on you. Like if you want to lie to me, then I hear the lie. Hearing is a, a, a way that I hear your perspective. Not that I see my perspective, I hear your perspective. So what's the difference between the Rabbani Shalom seeing something and the Rabbani Shalom hearing something? Here's the amazing thing. The Rabbani Shalom seeing, that's, that's understandable. The Rabbani Shalom is truth. The Rabbani Shalom is, the mitzvah, like the Rambam says in the beginning of Mishnah Torah, uh, Matsui, he is reality. He is the reality. So what he sees, it means that's, that's, that's truth, that's reality. But the concept of Hashem hearing is an unbelievable thing. Hearing means that there's me. And I have my perspective. I have my reality too. And my reality, maybe my reality is crazy. Maybe it's a ridiculousness. It's a mishagas in my head. But to me, it's real. To me, it's the truth. God hears that. God hears that. In other words, because you would think like this. Mela, if I'm saying words that are true, so the Rabbani Shalom can hear that. I understand, because if it's true, then the Rabbani Shalom is like, you know, it exists by, him, by his perspective too. But what if I'm saying something which is absolutely false? Does God hear that? Leah said something which is absolutely false. 
Let's understand. If she thinks that Yaakov Avinu hates her, who's Yaakov Avinu? Yaakov Avinu is Sadiq Yisad Oilam. Yaakov Avinu is the Merkava for Elikos. Yaakov Avinu is the Rabbanu in the world, Kiviyachal. If she's thinking that Yaakov hates her, what does it mean if Yaakov hates her? It means Rabbanu Shalom hates her. Is that true? Of course it's not true. But that's how she felt. And Hashem heard that. How could it be such a thing that those, that, that thought, those words of, of Le'emenu, could enter by the Kisya Kavit? Rabbanu Shalom is truth. Emes v'chesamei emes. How could Sheker get to that place? If it's a truth, then, then the Rabbanu Shalom can see it. But how could the Rabbanu Shalom perceive a, a falsehood? The answer is, but for Leah, that was the truth. Yeah, but it's not the truth from the Rabbanu Shalom. How could, how could, how could Leah have expressed something which to her is true, but it's not objectively true? The answer is because deep down inside of Leah is also, of course, there's also the Rabbanu Shalom. And the fact that anything that Leah is feeling and saying and sensing, even if it's not maybe a truth based on vision, but, if it's, but if, it, if it's something that she's feeling, then of course that's true. Because Shevet Shimon is a revelation that the Rabbani Shalom is minei obey. It's within the Yid himself. And even within all your narishkeit and shtosim and avom and demyonis and fantasies and illusions and shkarim, the Rabbani Shalom is also there. There's no separate entity called God that you have to face and turn to. And when you turn to Him, it, it, it's his, there's His perspective and there's your perspective. And if what you're presenting is a shtos, the Rabbani Shalom doesn't hear it. Because He is truth. The Rabbani Shalom is Minei Obey, it's within you. You have a Chelek Elikami Mamish, that is the source of the Vekas from within yourself, which means that all the Nyanim that are coming out of you have a place. They have a place. This is what I was speaking about by the Kamarna, by, by, the, by the yard set over there. I was talking about this Indian by the Kamarna of having, of there being a level of Amuna, which means absolute truth, atzilistic, and an Indian of Shvich of pouring your heart out with all the, your personal requests, which assumes that there are Chesronis in your life, and there are things that need to be fixed. And the answer is how, how they're both true. The, 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 the answer is Shevet Shimon. Shevet Shimon means that there's, there's an objective truth of the Rabbani Shalom, but your reality, for, as far as your feeling and your, your inyanim, is also true. The Rabbani Shalom is... And why is that? Because you have a God is big enough to be in two places at once. God is, is you know, out there by the Kisek Kavit, and he's also deeply within you as well. And so whenever you turn away from the Rabbani Shalom, you're not turning away, you're turning within yourself, and then guess what you find inside? Like Dovin Melch says in Tilim, shemayim, if I go to heaven, shamata, I find you. And I go to the depths of hell, which is within the self, turning away from God. Hinaka, oh, behold, you're there too. That's the secret of Shevet Shimon. That's the secret of hearing. That even words that are not true, but they were words that were said by Leah from, from her kishkes, the Rabbani Shalom heard that. How did he hear that? How, did, how, did, how do false words make it to the Kisya Kavit? The answer is false words can't go to Emesek Shemaim. They can't go to Shemaim. False words stay in Sha'il. They stay in the depths of the person. But Hineka, but that's what the Rabbani Shalom is too. And the Rabbani Shalom's truth is able to encompass both perspectives of what I was speaking about Shabbos afternoon, Atzilus, and also the perspective of Biyah. They're all true. This is the secret of Shevet Shimon. This is a Yichud that cannot be described. You can't describe this because it doesn't, it doesn't fit with the, with the usual way of thinking about a yichud. A yichud means two entities that come together, which is dependent on environments and healthy and situations face-to-face, back-to-back, not always. That, b'ksav, you can't describe such a yichud. And Mamela, you can't describe in writing the, the opposite of that yichud. Because the opposite of, a, of that yichud is what is a Jew turning away from the Rabbani Shalom and deeply connecting to a non-Jew. That's also, it's an impossibility. Because the, the, the yichud between Kuchabrichu Shrinte, between Hashem and the Jewish people, is so deep that it's Minei Obey. 
So such a thing is impossible. You can't it, 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 again if if it's if it's a bond between the rabbanish loylam and uh, and Hashem. There's such a thing as you could, you get the, you know, there's a gerish there's such a thing as a get. But you can't you can't have a get if it's been obey. You know it's it's interesting. It's brought down there's such a minig not to give gid in the month of year. Such a thing. Not to give the month of year. One of the reasons for that is halacha because I mean, there's a question how to spell the year. Two yuds, one yud. But there's no gid in the month of year. See, lag it's the chai ear. Lag is the is, is is the lifeblood of ear itself. No gidden in the month of ear. So the whole Indian of Gerishin is a separation between two entities that until they have its Two entities have its that vacus can be broken. But the whole Indian of Lag of Shimon is what? Is that there's a Yichmine Obey. It's an impossibility to go away. There's no such thing as gidden. That's uh, that's uh, that's the idea. Let's see how it's like puts it inside and uh, we'll take it from there. Marmok number six. Ubishmiya. When it comes to hearing, when it comes to hearing, a person is able to know the secrets of your friend. In other words, but not objective secrets, from your friend's, friend's heart. What's contained in, the, in, the, you know, in a hidden place in your friend's heart. I could pick up on, I could learn from his words. But vision or other other senses cannot pick up on on that per, how that person sees things. I, I, if I look at things, it's how I see things. If I feel things, it's how the thing objectively feels. I can't I can't put myself in your head through vision. I can only put myself in your head through hearing. That's the only way to do it. Vision and so on picks up things that are obvious on the outside, but I can't. I can't experience life from your vantage point unless it's with hearing. And the birth of Shimon came by, Hashem, by Leah realizing that Hashem hears her thoughts that she was saying to herself that she's hated. Even by, in heaven, there's such a thing as hearing. After Hashem, you're lave, even though we have this idea that Hashem sees the heart, and Hashem sees that which is hidden. When Hashem, when there's such a thing as described in Shemaim as Hashem seeing Nistaris, and Hashem seeing that which is hidden, those, those are hidden things that are just objectively, they're, 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 they're objectively true, they're just hidden from anyone else. But then there are things that are, that are hidden, they're not just like covered over, you know, behind closed doors. They're your perspective. They're things that are only from you. That's something that vision cannot pick up on. Hearing picks up on that. Seeing is something that's it's 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 a it's a it's a observation of reality based on the eyes of the seer. But But hearing is I learn what I'm being told by you. And the speaker says his perspective, and I listen to that, and I absorb his perspective. But the Rabbanu Shalom, when he hears something, it's at, well, that's, that's only because of our chesroinus. But a, a, a person is supposed to hear, he, hearing it by, uh, fundamentally is being open and hearing exactly what's being said. Yeah, if a person's not really hearing properly, they're putting their own perspective on it too. That's, but that's because they're, that's a chesroin in their hearing. But if a person's hearing properly, it means you're picking up on everything. Valkin Biru'iyanamar, so this amazing thing. So Cesar Tzadik like this. It's a whole arichis. I don't have time to go into this. But Cesar Tzadik, when it comes to Ruvain, Ruvain is, 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 is named Kira Hashem Ba'ani. Hashem saw my impoverishedness. That could be an abstract truth. That can be an objective truth. That Leah needs help. 
That could be a reality. That's fine. The Rabbanishim can see that. That's an objective truth. And more than that, that's, that's a, that's a, the Rabbanishim has an arichas. He go on to talk about this, how that, that is, a, that is a, a point of beauty by Klai Yisrael, that we could acknowledge, that we're poor, we're impoverished, we, we need Hashem's help, that's Gavadit. But there's, you're never going to find this description that Hashem saw my hated, my hatedness, the fact that I was hated. Because that, that's not true as far as Uriah. The Rabbani Shalom seeing things means his perspective. Of course you're not hated. Of course you're not hated. Hashem can see your impoverishedness. He can see your deficiencies. He can see your chesroinus. But to see that you're hated? Being hated is only your perspective, not God's perspective. That's why Reuven does not have that description of Hashem saw the fact that I was hated. But comes Shevet Shimon, and Shimon comes and says, Hashem heard that I was hated. That's the Chiddush of Shevet Shimon, that there's a Yichud Minei Ubei. Now our Tzaddik over there in Takanas HaShavim pulls it back to the, to the very, very root. Let's go, this is an amazing thing. A classic Ratzadik, every you want to identify something, go to its Shairish and Chumash, the first place it's mentioned. What's the first place in all Tanakh the idea of hearing is mentioned? So the first Pasuk that hearing is mentioned is in the Maisa, after the Chait of Admin Chava. And it says that the Koil Hashem, Hashem was going through the Gan Eden, and Adam and Chava heard the voice of Hashem and started running away to hide. And then Hashem says, like, why are you hiding? So Hashem, Adam says, I heard your voice, and I got nervous, and I went to go hide. I got embarrassed, and I was running to hide. And Hashem says, who told you you should be embarrassed? You know, you're naked. Who told you that you're naked? Uh, so I'm in an eight, said, eat from the tree of knowledge. You listen to the voice of your wife. That, that's the context where Shmia is first mentioned in Chumash. In Maisa Breshis, it's all about seeing, right? Hashem saw and it was good. Saw, 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 it's all Riyah. The Chiddush of Shmiya comes as a result of the Chait, when, when Adam and Chavi hear the voice of Hashem and they run away in embarrassment. Listen to this. He says like this. Shmiya nizka rishani b'tayar ba'adam. The first time Shmiya is mentioned is by Adam Rishon. V'yishmu is kol Hashem alokim is halach bagan. That they hear the voice of Hashem going in the Gan Eden and they run away. V'shorish ha'tshuva b'mikrazeh. Says that Tzadik, this is also the Pasuk that's the very root of tshuva. The very root of tshuva. The Shmias call Hashem, the Yishavu, because what happened? They hear the voice of Hashem, and they're embarrassed, and they run away. Busha, that sense of embarrassment, that's tshuva. She'ikar ha-tshuva. The main thing of tshuva is ha-busha, me'achet, is to be embarrassed of the sin. Chazal say, ha-oever aver umizbayishba, a person does an aver and they're embarrassed, ma'ichman, that's a mechil, that's tshuva. So here's the irony of all irons. The, the sort, what does tshuva mean? Tshuva means to return to Hashem. And, where does, and what was the root of tshuva? Them being so embarrassed, which is tshuva, and they're running away from Hashem's voice. Because that's the secret of sound. The secret of sound is when you turn away from God and you run the other way, where are you running to? Also to God. That's the Chiddush of Shemir. That's the Chiddush of Shemir. That in their busha, that they turn from Hashem and they're running away from that sound, who are they running to in their busha? They're running to Hashem. So tshuva means to return to Hashem, and the direction they were running is the opposite of of the Rabbanu Shlaylam. But guess what? There is no other direction. <laughs> You're going within yourself. What, is, what does Busha mean? Embarrassment means you don't want anyone to see you. Just want, you, know, you want to curl like a turtle curling up within yourself. But guess what you find when you go in yourself? It's a Yichud Minei Ubei. That's a Chiddush Hoshevet Shemin. So the first, first appearance of Shemir in Chumash is this Indian of Adam in embarrassment turning from God, which itself is Tshuva. Which itself is returning to Hashem. So he says like this, V'zeboi Shmir. This comes from hearing. 
Through the sin, there's a concealment. Uh, Hashem turns away, so to speak. It feels like that. And we turn away from Hashem. Ri'ya means a tzaddik. That means a situation of good. That's when everything is good. But when things go haywire, and ye from Esadas, then there's no seeing over there. Then all there is, is is you saying within yourself, you're hated, but God hearing that. That's 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 the that's the Khirish so Hashem turns away through sin and we turn away from sin. Kiyar Mahabit, we're embarrassed to look. So everyone is back to back. And that's why you think you're hated, because you're turning away and you see and you feel Hashem turning away. But in that state of turning around and turning within yourself, you in that place, you hear the sound of Hashem resonating within you, expressing that busha also. Uh, I guess maybe that's uh, connecting to what's going on over there also. My Shabbat is turning away because of his own sense of uh, chasarn, his sense of busha, maybe. <coughs> so that's the side of Shevet Shimon. So, the, you know, again, going back, so Shevet Shimon's, Shevet Shimon's bracha is not Piksav because it's a Yicha B'nei the, 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 the curse of Shevet Shimon is the exact, the, 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 the very deepest opposite of Yichud. Which is also cannot be b'ksav because it can't be it can't be it can't ultimately be true, but here's the amazing thing. So said Rashi, but we do have a hint of Shevet Shimon's brothers, which is within Shevet Yehuda. So yes, Shevet Yehuda is malchus. How could it be that uh, that uh, you know that Shevet Shimon could be containing that? There's no shape. There's no shayfet. There's no melch in Shevet Shimon. The answer is the ultimate. What does it mean to be a melech? The, the, what, again, the zinarichas by itself. But the end of a melech is to sit on the throne. And to be that conduit for Malchus Hashem. Whereas the Melech is the representation of Dveikus in Hashem. The reason why we give respect to the king is because the king represents Malchus Shemayim. The king represents Malchus Shemayim. So in normal Shvatim, okay, you can have one person as the king. You know what the Gil of Shevet Shemin is? That every Yid is a king. That's the Chiddush of Shevet Shemin. The reason why there is no Shevet or Melech for Shevet Shemin is because everyone is the Shevet and the Melech in, regards, in Shevet Shemin. Because what does it mean to be a melech and a shayfet? It means that you are the embodiment of Malchus Shemayim. The Rabbanu Shalom is manifest to the world through you. Shevet Shimon says that's true for every year. So it's not the shot there's no shevet, there's no melech. The, the, the Malchus and rulership and is, so, is so true by Shevet Shimon that every Jew participates in that. Of course, you can't isolate it to one particular Jew and say, oh, he is the embodiment of Malchus Shemayim and we all face him. The, the, everyone has that yichud minei So why dafka his shevet was sin? That's where Tzadik like said. The, the, because the deepest, the deepest bro, the, the, because the chesarin always reflects the mila. So because he had such a mila of yichud, the chesarin that comes before it is such a deep chesarin of yichud. This let's go, let's let, now let yes. That Kol Yisrael b'nei Malachim, like Rav Shimon said in, in the Gemara, Kol Yisrael b'nei Malachim, that every Jew has a status of a ben Melech, and even things like the, it's a halach l'mais. Rav Shimon Paschal is like this in the Mishnah Shabbos that you have certain certain clothing and so on that uh, you know that that you know only for Malchus royalty would walk around like that, and a shlepper, it's like it's, it's a ridiculous thing. So could he wear that on Shabbos? It's like carrying guys guys a peasant, and he's wearing like. You know this huge, uh, you know what's the huge crown and and, and robe and so it's a it's a galachter. Cedar of Shimon, even the poorest Jew can wear that on Shabbos because Kol Yisrael b'nei Malachim. That's the chiddush. That's Shevet Shimon. I mean, there is no Melch in Shevet Shimon. There's no Melch in Shevet Shimon because every year is a Melch. That's 
That's the Chiddush of Shevet Shimon. Let's go deeper. It says Ritz Sadiq in Maramaka number 8. This is from Tavrit Sadiq, number 13, page 13. Vine, the Kol We know the Neshama. Let's identify now more specifically what part of the Neshama Shevet Shimon is activating and actualizing. The Yichr of Mineh where does it come from? So we know the Neshama of a Yid is, is there's five parts. Nefesh, bottom up. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chai, Yechida. Cesar Tzadik and Dover Tzadik. Hine, Bekol, Dal, Madregas. The first four Madregas of Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Adainu, Madregas, Nivra. All those four Madregas, you're still a created entity. And you have to face the Creator. Shadain lo Yigila, Madregas, Yechida. But when you reach that level of Yechidah Sheba Nefesh, the, the place of Yechidah, the highest part of the soul, Shua Yichramiti, that's called a Yichramiti, a, 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 a truthful union. A truthful union by Ratzad, it means a Yichramiti, from within the self, that you don't have to go anywhere else, but you get to the deepest place inside of you, your Sheol is Hineka. So in other words, based on that line of Ratzad, we now can identify that the Inyan of Shevet Shemin is Yechidah. Yechida. And this is something that we've taka find when it comes to Rishim Barichai. So take a look at Maramoka number nine. This is a Maimer from Lubavitch Rev and Tavshin Mem Hey, Maimer Lagbaimer. So he says it's, it's based on really an earlier Maimer from the, from the Marash, but uh, this line sums it up uh, clearly. Kirash B. Haibetachlas Hayichar. What's Rishim Barichai? Rishim Barichai is an Indian. His life was Betachlas Hayichar, in absolute unity with the Rabbanish Lailam. Kamaish Amar al Atzmai. Shimon said about himself, ba'alma. I am just a simon. I'm just a simon. In other words, what do you mean a simon? He said, who am I? I'm nothing but just, I'm just a, a, a way for the Rabbanishim to come into the world. I'm nothing. I'm just a simon ba'alma. I'm just a simon ba'alma. And he said more than that, I'm unified with one kesher with the Rabbanishim. This is not a description of a face-to-face with Hashem. When it's face-to-face, it could be back-to-back. The Chiddush of Rabbi Shimon over here is a yichad minei such a hiskashras that cannot be undone. It's a yichad minei It's what? As the shu bittel v'hayichad shemitzad yichida. It's the bittel and hiskashras from Rabbanishlam from yichida shavanefesh. And that's exactly what Shevet Shimon is. So Rabbi Shimon Marichai is the giloy of Shevet Shimon. It's what, that's, that, and that's exactly where Rabbi says the final Maramakim. This, is, uh, it's, it's, this goes back to Takanas HaShavim. Uh, so Rabbi Tzadik says, Rabbi Kiva said to Rabbi Marichai, it's a famous uh, story in the Rishalmi. Rabbi Kiva is giving smicha to his Talmidim, which is, uh, is a Kabbalah, is also Lagbaimer. And the first person he gives smicha to is Rabbi Meir, not Rabbi Shimon. And Rabbi Shimon feels bad. And Rabbi Kiva turns to Rabbi Shimon. He says, Dayecha, it's enough. Shani ubaracha yodim kachacha. Then me and your creator know, who, know your kaychas. That's enough. So you see, that what, so you see, it's an amazing thing. Even Shimon amongst his chaverim wasn't known. Because how could he be? It's a yichim in The whole Indian, the whole Indian of Rabbi Shimon is, again, just like the Shevet Shimon, the curse of, of Shevet Shimon is unknown. The blessing is unknown. It's all diskasya. It's gvura of leia. It's helam shabatai helam. The gam who Shemai Shimon, his name is Shimon. That's the root of his neshama from this bechin of Shevet Shimon, like we've been talking about. The chen kabalti, and he says, I have a tradition. That Rishim Barichai was from Shevet Shimon. That's why his kaychas have not been fully revealed in the world, because it's a yichud minayubei, and the way that we think of world right now, of yichud between us and Hashem, even is two entities having tveikas. But a yichud minayubei, which is a gilu of yichidish avinefesh. That's something that's Olam Habedik, that's something that's Yimaisa Mashiachdik, and that's where Rishim Reichai brings us to, a Gul Barachim. And that's why, that's why I keep on talking about this. Arab Shimon is an Indian of Mashiach coming Barachim, not Bedin. When you're talking about two entities coming to each other, that's a Gaula with Din.
Why? Because you gotta you gotta make it work. You gotta make it work. But when it but when it's a yichud from within the self, that's barachamim. There's nowhere else to go. That's you're comfortable with yourself. With other people, sometimes you need a break. But with yourself, no one ever. No one. People can say this, but they don't really mean it. No one ever woke up in the morning and said, "Like I'm so tired of being me. I wish I was someone else for for a day." The, the, no one really thinks that because you don't get tired of yourself. You are yourself. Gul barachim means a giloy of yichidish of nefesh, where the yichud between kuchabiru shchinte is menei ubei. That's gul barachim, and that's where Shemrei Chai comes to reveal. No, shvizaych to mukasher ourselves to the tzaddikiyamis from Shemrei. Shvizaych to gul barachim and be called tzaddik neir be menu amen.